you woke up this morning, it's a good day. If you woke up healthy, it's a good day. If you woke up refreshed, then it's a good day. So get up, get out, get on your way. If you woke up broke, it's still a good day. And if you woke up diseased, it's still a good day. And if you woke up exhausted, it's still a good day. Because you woke up, so get on your way. Welcome to Travel by Proxy, the show where we leave our house so you don't have to. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. And in this week's episode, we explore Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and talk about the taste of history historic Hudson's hamburgers, taste a handcrafted secret spice liqueur, and learn about the history of this historic tourist town mainstay. So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window. And speaking of the world outside your window, let's actually dive into the cocktail that we're drinking, and then we'll get into Hudson's hamburgers. The reason Mm -hmm. being is because we have ice milk sitting in front of us. Yes. And why do we have ice milk sitting in front of us? Because we are pouring... Uh, flavored bourbon into it's not flavored bourbon flavored whiskey flavored sorry. whiskey flavored whiskey into milk yeah so we're gonna taste the, the whiskey first the claim to fame for this whiskey is that you can pretty much mix it with anything so on the website when we were checking it said well, you let's can say what it is mix first it with milk so this is Bubba's secret stills brown spice liquor uh, American alcohol with natural flavors and caramel color gluten free. It is distilled out of Rigby, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And it is distilled, uh, what did I say it was distilled by again? Um, uh, hang on, I will pull it up really quick. It is distilled by re- Distilled uh, Resources. Yeah, Distilled Resources. Um, and then on the back, it says Bubba adds his special fixins to his favorite stuff off the still to make his brown sp- spice liquor. He likes to mix it, though. He's been known to swig it by itself. All right. So speaking of swinging it, swigging it by itself, I'm going to go ahead and give it a smell. Mm-hmm. Oh, it actually smells pretty much like caramel uh, or brown sugar. It does. It it has because when we were when we were just pouring this, you said it smells like the back end of a pig roast. Yeah, it's like a almost like a butterscotch kind of smell yeah, to it. Yeah, that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that does that a good job. Real of good butters- it. Yeah, butterscotch. All right, let's give it a taste. Okay. Oh, there's actually a, a spice to it besides like yeah. there's cinnamon, um, that butterscotch flavor, caramel, yeah, um, like maybe a hint of nutmeg almost, almost an allspice. In yeah, the that's it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I'm putting it in the milk. Ditto. So we have a couple glasses, not full of, but have milk in them. I yeah. spilled some on this lovely you table. You spilled on our spare bedroom studio. I spilled on the spare bedroom studio table. You spilled on the spare bedroom studio with all that sibilance. <laughs> I'm going to mix with my finger. I'm going to do the patented uh, travel by proxy finger mixing method. I'm just swirling it in the glass currently. We'll see how those uh, flavors change as we uh, all right, here we go. have our own little mixing di- differences. Um. Well, it's definitely a flavor. It's like... It's like it wants to be eggnog. It really is. It's like it wants to be eggnog. Really runny eggnog with no egg. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I would say that. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, I would. 
Mixing this with store-bought eggnog would be delicious. Oh my gosh, yeah. Actually, yeah. Or mixing this with heavy cream would be delicious. Yeah. I think it just needs a little bit more sweetness to it. We're using 2% milk. Yeah. Um, if we had whole milk. Whole milk or heavy, or heavy cream, cream. It would be would, really great. Really great. Although I don't think you want to drink um, as much heavy cream as we have in this glass. <laughs> so we have like a <laughs> low ball glass that's uh, with the ice almost half full of milk and now uh, this brown, brown spice liquor. Yeah. Um, it's not bad. It's, yeah. It is... It is not nearly as terrifying as it came out when we first started talking about no. this. Um, and when when we actually first started recording this episode, I said, Aaron, do you mind if I try something weird? And do you mind if I make you try something That's weird, it. I think is what uh-huh. you said. I said, do you mind if I make you try something weird? Which is really par <laughs> for the course when it comes to travel by proxy because... Oh, precisely. I, I, I do believe that that is one of our, our taglines. Uh, Aaron, do you mind if I make you try something weird? <laughs> that needs to go on a shirt. Um... But yeah, no. Um, I would, <clears throat> I would probably try this with eggnog. Yeah, I'm gonna probably stick this in my um, spirit drawer. Yeah, yeah, and not open it for a while. But we bring um, it back. Bring, bring it right back uh, yeah. around Thanksgiving when eggnog starts oh, in the yeah. stores. Mm-hmm. All right, check back with us. Uh, travel by proxy when eggnog is in season. And it might be right at the end because we might record it early and put it out later. That's true. Actually, we do have to go on a recording sprint uh, closer because I'm traveling around that time. Of course you are. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Texas. Ooh. But I am going to talk. I will have some places to talk about in Texas when I come back. Awesome. Anyway, speaking of places to talk about that are not in Minnesota, Hudson's Mm -hmm. Hamburgers. So Hudson's Hamburgers uh, started out as a hamburger tent, like a, a lunch tent in 1907. Um, it was called the Missouri Lunch, and it sold burgers for just a dime. Yeah, and it's um, the okay. So the photo, we're, I mean, we'll have the we'll have this linked in the show notes, but you have to you have to like go look at the photos at least because the photo that is there on the Our Story page is just like a fairly dapper looking man uh, in the early 1900s, just standing outside of a shack. That says oats, and then has hamburgers yeah. listed in like their menu. And I don't think their menu has changed that much. Oh no, it so hasn't. The that there is a ham and egg sandwich that is listed that I'm pretty sure they don't have anymore. No, they have it on their menu. It's served at breakfast time. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. just for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, you can get a ham and egg. All right. Uh, yeah, because they have their menu online. And they've um, been they've been owned by the same family, family. the Hudson family, yep. for five, five generations. generations. Yep, they just cel- they celebrated their centennial in uh, 2007. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that makes this place cool is it is sort of a road food destination. And um, it really isn't big. It only it's a lunch. It's a lunch counter place. So it has 13 seats. Mm-hmm. Um, you go in, there's a cook at a counter and you say you, you get a single or a double. And when you order it, cheese or no cheese. Mm-hmm. And you get either pickles Onions or no pickles or onions. And that's it. So they also have photos from their uh, like current new look, their remodel. And it doesn't look much different than the counter that they have in the second photo. <laughs> that's like, you know, there's some, some new refrigerators and a, like a larger grill. Right. But other than that, yeah, it is a tiny little place. It is. It's really small. Um, when we went in there, like, uh, you, you could barely walk around. That's how small it was. Um, but it was worth it. Like, it, it's not... So, 
There's a thing of it when it comes to burgers. There's like a boutique burger, and mm-hmm. then there's just a plain old hamburger that's a good burger. Mm-hmm. This is a plain old hamburger that's a good burger. It reminds me, uh, like if you watch Parks and Rec, there mm-hmm. was the like hamburger contest that uh, like Chris and Ron oh, yeah. had. You know, Chris had all of the the fancy aioli and the, the you know the different flavor profiles, and Ron was just like, "Here's a burger with cheese and a bun," and each of them has their place in the world of burgers. Oh, they certainly do. Cuz like I've I've eaten a lot of burgers, I've made a lot of burgers on my own and I find that the more that you dress them up, they can be so delicious and they can make much more of a meal out of just the the single kind of burger sandwich. But sometimes just having a burger with cheese on a bun is amazing. Mhm. Exactly. Like it it it's just like a no frills burger is the perfect way to make a burger. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes it, lets it so the meat, worthwhile. It lets the meat really be the star of the show. Because when you're, you know, when you're making burgers with really good meat, it makes everything so much better. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. Um, I, I was trying to pull up their uh, shirt here because it's fantastic. It just says like, no lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, yellow mustard, relish, uh, milkshakes, um, Bacon, cheddar cheese, provolone cheese, um, onion rings, mushrooms, avocado, straws, credit cards, debit cards, and then just goes on. Hmm. Um, it is cash only, by the way. That makes perfect sense for a place like that. And it, because their website is also super bare bones. Yeah. And it just has like a, a vat of meat next to the, the grill, which sounds disgusting when you talk about it, but like some of the other places that we've talked about on the mm-hmm. show are also that way, like Matt's Bar, a Minneapolis institution, it's operates the same way. you don't usually see them, because usually you go to a place right. and they do have just like a giant container of meat mm-hmm. to make burgers to order. But when a place is this small, like there's really no other place to put it. Yeah, you so. can't hide it because the kitchen is literally behind the counter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the like, they just grab a handful of meat, they shape it, toss it on mm-hmm. the grill, and start cooking. And that, you know, because we were talking about earlier, um, before we started recording, that is, oh, that's like the sign of somebody who really knows how to make a burger well, because they're not using like scales and like, mm-hmm. they're just hand forming the, bur- the patties, putting them on the grill, sometimes smashing them to, right. you know, get those nice kind of crispy edges going on. Um, Which is a different style of burger. It is. Um, but it's... Going from ground meat to grill in the quickest way possible mm-hmm. and just letting the meat shine. Right. And you don't overwork it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the meat just sticks together for consistency and it's not. Yeah. You don't have to overform it. You're not, you know, they're not using a patty machine. They're just mm-hmm. rolling it by hand and kind of forming it that way. Yeah. Just a little salt and pepper and you're mm-hmm. all good to go. And also, you know, that they've been doing it for a really long time when they don't bother weighing in any way shape or form because they know they've they've got a consistent grab yeah well and realistically speaking if you're trying to make like a you know a quarter pound burger if you grab just a handful of meat it's usually close enough Mm -hmm. oh absolutely Mm -hmm. i like i don't think because i usually get i have like the one pound packages from the you know from the the butcher that we got yeah uh, the cow through and um i usually just will portion out my beef after it's thawed uh, by hand into, you know, rough quarters of each thing. So that that way I can make sure that each each burger is roughly a quarter the same, pound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have, you know, a 40 pound tub of beef to, to work <laughs> with. 
Uh, I do have almost that amount just kind of allocated for us at this point. We've worked through it a little bit since the last time we talked about it, but I think I still have like five or six pounds in the freezer right now. The other thing that makes uh, Hudson hamburgers special is the pie. Like, so they don't like all they really do are hamburgers, but mm-hmm. they also have pie. Do they have like varying types of pie? Yeah, it's like a couple different kinds of pie. It's usually like a pie of the day, and then okay. um, yeah, and then you you get it, you eat it, and you go, which is like a slice of pie. Are they like cream pies or? Um, it's usually a pastry pie. Oh, is it, so like a like a hand pie kind of thing? Uh, no, 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 like okay. a like a blueberry pie or like a butterscotch. Or, oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. got it like classic pies okay yeah and so, then the, the other like the fun part about visiting there is you're in cordeline idaho mm-hmm. and if you've never been to cordeline it is really really pretty it's a mountain town so much right on a lake it's just gorgeous like this place like you walk out its front door mm-hmm. and within steps you see um water well, if you go to the like the location tab on their website, uh-huh. it has you know like a map view of it, and the the lake is so huge. Yeah, it's pretty. It's massive. When you drive up to this place, uh, we actually ended up just. I don't. I don't think you're supposed to, but we ended up just pulling over to the side of the road and just <laughs> looking out the like, getting out of the car and just looking. <laughs> It's like, um, it reminds me, remember when Wild Thing got built oh, at, yeah. uh, at, at Valley, Valley Fair? Fair? And they had to have, like, police patrolling that area of 101 to, like, tell people, hey, you can't stop. You need to keep going. Like, if you want, mm-hmm. you got to go park somewhere and then just walk along the road and then take <laughs> photos. Because so many people were just, like, pulling to the shoulder and stopping to take photos that it was screwing up traffic. So oh, yeah. Fierce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll do that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really beautiful ex- drive. Like um, that that makes the journey from here to uh, well, you know, Montana or mm-hmm. Seattle really worth it. Yeah, no, like because uh, when I did my my cross country um, drive a couple of years back, um, I didn't make it to Coeur d'Alene. I'd made it because um, I went. I went through Nebraska into Wyoming into Utah and then up into Idaho from there. Gotcha. And I didn't spend a lot of time in Idaho. I really just kind of cut around that southwest corner on my way into Oregon because I had mm-hmm. to skip the um, the rest of Utah and like kind of the northern part of California to get into and across um, Oregon in the quickest way possible. Um, but that is gorgeous country. It really is because you know we don't have hills. We we have some hills, but comparatively yeah. they are bumps. No, over here it is really just like prairie grasses yeah. and the occasional hill. Yeah, and the hills are even cultivatable. They're not like big rock hills. They're just mm-hmm. mounds of dirt. And we do have you know we have some like kind of cliffs and and bluffs and things like that, but they're fewer and farther between. Yeah, they are. Um. But yeah, like the 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 foothills or the Rockies, because I didn't get to see the Rockies very much during that drive because it was like I hit that part of Wyoming at night. Oh so, no! So like I saw them in the distance, and then I drove through the Rockies in the middle of the night because like I think I stopped in Ogden at like one in the morning. So like all of the rocky time that I had was through tunnels for the most part, and was also at night, which can be terrifying. Oh god, it was not, it was not pleasant. <laughs> The worst is when you're actually trying to drive around Redwoods at like Ooh. two in the morning when people are getting out of bars. Yeah. No. no in these no, no, little no. tiny mountain towns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. That's and like suddenly because in, in the little in these little tiny mountain towns, like they'll have these bars and people will go hang out, they'll party, 
And the road, of course, just bends around a tree because you can't Mm -hmm. go through it. I mean, you can, but nobody does. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's nature. Like Mm -hmm. you should respect nature. (laughs) Yeah. Don't wrap your car around a tree. Don't drive into a tree. Well, well I mean, I was oh, more specifically... Oh, you talking about like, the ones that have, they've cut the... Yeah, yeah, I was more thinking like of like... cut a the, tunnel into the tree. Which they can't do anymore because redwoods are protected. Well, and also, most of those will not fit many modern vehicles. Oh, yeah, I know that. Because for my dad's uh, 60th birthday, we decided we would take him driving through a redwood tree. Oh, how did that his, go? As, no, it was really fun because we... um. <laughs> So we we flew into uh, California, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh! So we're we're digressing from Idaho completely here, That's but okay. I don't care. Um, so we rented a car, and my dad, of course, because he was traveling for work a lot, got a free upgrade. Uh-huh. He was so excited about his free upgrade. They so upgraded the him to a vehicle. bigger SUV. Yep, yep. And so we're driving. Uh, I think it was a, a suburban. Mm-hmm. To the Redwood Forest. Mm-hmm. And we pull up to that tree. And my dad is like, I don't know if this is going to fit. I said, it'll fit, Dad. We're going to make your dream come true. This this vehicle's going to fit. <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, all right, fold the mirrors in. I'm going to go out. and I'm going to stand on the other side. Of it, and I'm just going to watch you drive this vehicle through. And sure enough, like, it had barely enough <laughs> clearance to pass exactly through oh, the tunnel that had been carved in this tree. Wow. With the mirrors folded in. Well, I mean, at least then, you know, you could get a Prius through it. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was the most Minnesotan way to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. We'll just uh, drive a Prius through there. No, oh, like when we, uh, so we'll be talking about kind of uh, different kind of road food next episode, but we went to Culver's earlier today. And there was like this kind of classic car meet oh, going yeah. on. And I was driving my Prius and we ended up parking next to these like really nice, well-restored old cars. Oh, like yeah. Cars, like big fins mm-hmm. and really, really bright paint jobs. Yeah. Like t- things yeah. from the 40s and 50s and kind of uh, early to mid 60s. And uh, like there was just, there was a Shelby Cobra that was there and uh, like there was like a brand new Camaro next to that. Yes. Um, but it, it's like, I think there was some more like exotic cars, like some mm-hmm. Porsches and stuff, but it was just really weird. It's like, I guess I'm going to put the Prius next to this 57 Pontiac. Like, mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, I guess. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Either way, we can put two of those Pontiacs through a tree. <laughs> My goodness. No, like that is that is one thing that I do want to do. I don't know if I want to drive a vehicle through one, but I do want to see the redwoods. Yeah, because I've only ever seen them from the air. You've never no. I've, when you drove through the mountains, didn't you see them? Not not really. Oh well, because again, I drove through at night. <gasps> right. So like I, you know, the redwoods are like higher in the higher elevation, mm-hmm. and I drove through a tunnel that went that took me through the last part of Wyoming into Utah. Mm-hmm. And I think the only time that I really would have seen them closer is when I hit the rest stop that was like oh god, it was at like 11:30 or something like that. So it was pitch black and that was when um like I had left I had left uh Iowa that morning or Missouri that morning and it was 78 degrees. And when I got out of that car, it was like 40. Oh, yeah. And I was freezing because I was wearing a t-shirt and shorts. So I had to like find, like dig around and find the the like sweater that I keep with me at all times. So I really wasn't paying attention to the trees because it was dark and I was freezing. 
If it and and if it's nighttime, the redwoods don't look like trees. They look like little walls that yeah. have been left just standing. Yeah, really tall walls. Well, and it's also like because I was that rest stop I was at was kind of just like as you're leaving the mountains. It's a, you're on your descent out of the Rockies at that point. So I wasn't really looking around at anything, and I also was on a, an insane schedule because I had like I had to be on the like western part of Oregon by like the end of the next day because I had a flight the next morning or like the morning after out of Portland and I didn't have a lot of time to really enjoy the drive when especially when it's nighttime it's like I can't really look I can't I have to pay attention to the road and I was alone so I am bummed that I really didn't get to experience the redwoods at that point but yeah. someday someday you will someday you'll take that trip down like us one and do a couple of those switchbacks and really experience it go to wine country yeah i really want to go back to oregon oh, just oregon in general is fun. we should uh we should do like a public photo thing because i've got a couple of the like uh the panoramas that i took mm-hmm. um when i was when i was in oregon on this like really nice hill um as I was, it's like on the eastern side, like southeastern side of Oregon, um, from when I got in, and uh, it's just, it's so beautiful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But anyways, let's talk about burgers again. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> jump back to burgers since we just had the. <laughs> we talked about everything around everything Idaho. around Idaho, <laughs> and we made a potato around Idaho. We did. Oh. Um. Anyway, uh, so burgers. So, well, I mean, because really, once you get through the story of Hudson and, and like, the fact that it has existed for as long as it has, it's got this cool attitude about meat. Mm-hmm. There, there's not a whole lot left to it. Yeah. I mean, it makes good burgers. It's a little it's a little building with a counter that has 13 seats. And... It's fabulous. Yeah. You should definitely check it out while you're there. Yeah. Coeur d'Alene has amazing art galleries to explore. Ooh. They have live theater if it doesn't really matter the time of like year you visit Coeur d'Alene, mm-hmm. um, you can find things to do anytime you visit. Oh, that's awesome. Um, if you get there in like the wintertime, you know, there's wintertime activities like skiing, snowshoeing. Um, mm-hmm. There's like spa resorts. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that I I think everyone needs to see the American West mm-hmm. it, it, at some point if they can. Because photos and video are like good ways to kind of see it if you don't have the means to travel currently but seeing it with your own eyes is something completely different and it's so so amazing i um i actually full disclosure i i tried to once convince justin that we should get married in cordeline instead of vegas <laughs> you know what that would have been a fun time vegas i think was the better choice yeah i think so too um sorry cordeline you're not Las Vegas, but it's because Vegas has everything. Is the thing yeah, like it does? Cordeline, you know, from everything you've explained, it has it has much to give as a city, but nothing tops Vegas for mm-hmm. instant gratification all the time, every time, whatever you want, you mm-hmm. can get it, kind of thing. To put it into a perspective for you, like Cordeline is like going to visit like Grand Marais or Duluth. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, not Duluth, more like Grand Marais. Yeah, it sounds it sounds similar because it's that kind of like up on the lake, um, you know, yeah. pretty little town situation. Mm-hmm. But no, Vegas is one of those things. Again, if you don't have Vegas on your radar, you need to like 
do Vegas smart, but do Vegas. Yeah, and don't listen to people say that Vegas is just about gambling. It's so not. I think, like, the only time I actually gambled when I was in Vegas was when it was, like, we chose to. Because there's so much else to do. And, like, you know, the last time we went was obviously for your wedding, so we had kind of commitments on Mm -hmm. certain points. But outside of that, you know, it's like, you can go eat anything, anywhere. Yeah, we spend entire days there not Mm -hmm. gambling in Vegas. I went and got an alcoholic beverage at a Taco Bell. It was, (laughs) like... Is that the smartest thing I've ever done? Probably not. Probably not. But it was fun. It was really fun. <laughs> I was super excited to have rum in my Baja Blast. <laughs> That's what I did. I think it was a frozen Baja Blast with rum in it, too. I really, um, you know, I, so I, I go back and forth. Like, there's a side of me that really enjoys the, like, winter getaway at, mm-hmm. or not just winter getaway, but, like, the tourist, the tourist town experience Mm -hmm. like i love visiting these these towns that have like a thriving art scene like Mm -hmm. activities to do and um activities (laughs) and relaxation and all kinds of you know um great experiences but then there's a side of me that also really wants to just use her vacation vacation dollars (laughs) vacation no, I I'm I'm 100% with you as far as like your vacation time is like the time that you need to to unwind sometimes. Well, and that's that's why these places are attractive to mm-hmm. me. That's why Cortelline is, is super cool because I get to go experience a weird road food destination. Mm-hmm. I get to go um you know, go paddleboarding or go like take a I wouldn't actually go paddleboarding. I would hurt myself paddleboarding. I'd probably be the only person on the planet that would actually hurt herself paddleboarding. Like <laughs> What did you do? Oh, I sprained my wrist paddleboarding. <laughs> How? Well, you see, I was like whipping around the paddleboards and like wind got a hold of it and I tried to catch it and like it just twisted out of my arm and I might be misremembering, but I think my wife injured herself in one of those like surfing trainer courses. That it's not actually going onto the waves, it's the like learning how to stand. No, that I can understand. Yeah. But like like stand up paddleboarding, like I like I get like hurting yourself like on your knees, like your hands, but like spraining your wrist with a paddleboard? I have a friend that does yoga on paddleboards and teaches it. And that like I'm not a coordinated person, mm-hmm. I'm a tubby dude. And it's like she has all these photos of herself that she posts where she's like doing handstands on a paddleboard. And it's like, alright. I'm amazed by this. Like, I have nothing else to say. Like, it is not, like, it's not normal, but it's mm-hmm. not weird. It's but cool. It's, it's also, it's just, it's amazing to get that kind of balance. That you can be on the water, on, you know, they're not they're not super thin and they're not super, like, shallow. But, like, it's still a board just resting on water. So. We've learned on this podcast, <laughs> don't make a milk drink. <laughs> You know, honestly, I don't mind this. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, no. Uh, the so, do you do you actually have any feedback for us about paddleboards? Yeah. Do you feel like uh, like we were unnecessarily complimentary toward Las Vegas in an episode surrounding the magical <laughs> tourist destination Coeur d'Alene, Idaho? Do you actually think? 
that uh, that you know a better road food destination? If so, you can go ahead and get a hold of us by emailing fans at travelbyproxy.com, leaving a comment on our Facebook page, or hitting us up on Twitter. You can find it on our like website or something. Exactly. And the Travel by Proxy theme is Good Day by Alex, copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jerris, copyright 2015, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license or Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixter.org. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we wish you I'll look, look out your you window. Moving these stones and yours, rearranging all the pieces that you find. Now we're talking about things and places, all the names and the faces of the people that.